guys, my name is Jack Packard. It's just me and you and a small robot crew who serves us tea for two in the orbit of the moon. Here for the Escapist. I feel like I should know that one. You probably no. You really should not know that one. That's a, it's a <laughs> local Milwaukee punk band. So. Oh, what? Well, yet I have no idea. Then my name is Nick Langer, the editor in chief of the Escapist. That knows nothing about Milwaukee except that I have been to their airport. It's a, a great, a great uh, little <laughs> pop punk album called Doom Splitter, and that that one's called uh, Orbit. Whoa. In Orbit, what's that song called? If you like pop punk music. Uh, look up, uh, look up Direct Hit, Doom Splitter. Ooh, fantastic album. There's a song called In Orbit. You said That's Doom Splitter, and now I just want to listen to the Doom Slayer stuff. Doom! <laughs> this was years before Doom. Uh, alright, on this, sorry Omar, choop choop, whoosh. On this week's episode of The Escapist Show, we're going to talk about maquette, we're going to talk about pro-gymnast, then over in the topics, we're going to talk about Microsoft. They bought Bethesda. It's done. Sale complete. What next? We don't know. We don't work at either places, but we're going to talk about it. So hello and welcome. This is The Escapist Show. Pizzazz. <laughs> so Nick, what have you been playing last week? Yeah, so I uh, I finished a couple things. I, I you know I finished Resident Evil Two yesterday on the editor's hour. Don't really have anything to add to that. I know there's all this extra <laughs> stuff to go back and do. I don't have any inclination to do so. I will watch it on YouTube. Uh, Great. But over the weekend, I kind of felt like I was in the puzzle mood a little bit, and so I played Maquette, the newest game from uh, published by Annapurna Interactions. Anapuma? Anapuma. Anapurna? Anapurna. I can't remember. Oh, I have no idea. I've, I don't know anything about this game or who made it, uh, so there you go. Yeah, it's Annapurna. Uh, so Maquette is a like very short puzzle game. I think I finished it in about three hours. Um, okay. And it's uh, kind of like, um, oh, what's the game you, you played? Super Liminal. You played that, right? Uh, sure, with the, sure. With the perspective puzzles and all that. Um, so basically the, the basic premise is, is a story about, uh, a relationship. Like you go through the entire course of your relationship until the end of it. Uh, and it's okay. It's, it's got a really nice like art style that makes you kind of want to keep pushing through it. Uh, but the puzzles are like super simple to the point where like, I didn't have to think too much about it. And I like the concept's really cool because basically what you do is, um, you're, you're inside of a, like a town and then on the outside of that town is a bigger version of that town and a bigger version of that town oh, okay. and you basically have to take objects and you like step into the other town and make it smaller and like upsize things to make to, to solve the puzzles cool um, but yeah it, it's a cool concept it, it's very very basic <laughs> and the game is only $20 so I, I guess I should have known but uh, <laughs> my, my bigger issue with the game wasn't really so much the puzzles it was more like the pacing of the story and the telling of the relationship like it went by so quick that I couldn't get connected mm. to the characters and, and I didn't feel anything and that's kind of why, sure. I, why I wanted to play the game because I, I kind of like those stories where like uh, you know these, these uh, weird relationship stories are, are kind of interesting to me um, and they just didn't really spend enough time building up the characters it's like they meet they date 
and that's it. <laughs> you don't really get any extra details, and it definitely could have used some some fleshing out to because the uh, the voice actors are really good. Like Bryce Dallas Howard is in there, uh, and she did oh. and she did excellent. I don't I don't remember who the guy was. Um, that starring Bryce Dallas Howard and man. <laughs> sure, I had her name correct. Yeah, and Guy Dudson. Yeah, yeah so yeah, Bry- Bryce Dallas Howard, Howard does well, and uh, and I, I need to look up the other guy. Hold on. You should look up the other guy if you are saying he's <sighs> yeah, doing yeah, a very yeah. good job. That Bryce Dallas Howard, she's a multi-threat now, actress and director. What does she direct? Uh, she's uh, directed several episodes of The Mandalorian. She did. She's also Ron Howard's daughter. Oh, well. But you know, most people probably know her as a, as an actress. She's a very good actress. So the game the game was voiced by Bryce Dallas Howard and uh, Seth Glab- Glable Gable Seth Gable. It's voiced by Bryce Dallas Howard and Seth Gable. Uh, okay, and they do they do like a really good job of like bringing those characters to life. Uh, but the game itself just doesn't like delve deep enough into their relationship or the story of their relationship to really make me care. Uh, and the whole and the whole game is really about like a breakup. That's what it really is, um, and that's not really a spoiler for anybody curious. It, it's like the premise of the game. It's piecing together your life, <laughs> pe- like literally, it's piecing together your life after a breakup. Um, so I, I don't know. It's it's a fun little short experiment experiment game kind of. It's not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's games that have definitely done that relationship stuff better. <laughs> Sure. Uh, so I, I hope they, I hope the developers get a second shot at making something like that and expanding on it and keeping keeping what was simple about Maquette with the puzzles and everything so that the pace is good. They just need more depth. It's just it's very shallow story. And I know I know Marty wrote an op-ed on it. And I know he's going to watch this and hate that I'm talking shit about it, but because <laughs> he really liked the game. Uh, but it, for me, it was, so, you know. That's that's uh, that's the danger of kind of that like heavy narrative experience is of course it's all subjective so it yeah. could hit harder for other people and it didn't hit hard for you that's okay. Here's a little fun fact that I quickly googled. Hmm. Seth Gable yep. is Bryce Dallas Howard's husband. Hmm. That, that's a fun fact. Then they get to work together. Huh. That's fun. Well, I got, I haven't read up too much on my cat then, but I'm wondering <laughs> I'm wondering if that story has anything to do with. Well, I'm guessing it doesn't have anything to do with their actual relationship <laughs> considering they didn't break up but <laughs> hmm. interesting interesting well you could you could sense the chemistry between the two so i like that <laughs> there you go guess this is to be expected <laughs> also uh seth gable is 39 years old and 511 these are the things that google tells me hmm. Good for you, Seth. Cool. Well, I, I guess if you want, if you want a really short Sorry. puzzle experience with an okay-ish narrative, go for it. That's <laughs> all I really have to say about it. Great. So I played something that's not narrative at all surprise, in surprise. the slightest. Surprise, surprise. And I'll tell you what, Nick, I had a lot of fun with it. I played a game called Pro Gymnast. Please tell me it's not an early access. Ugh. I actually don't know if it's in early access. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna go look at it. It's gonna be in early access, and he's like, "Well, that's the end of that." My fun with that game. <laughs> no, I, I plan on playing this uh, a lot more this week. Let's see here. Uh, it is not in. Is it in early access? <laughs> no, it is not in early access. Oh, thank, God. thank God! Thank God for uh, the developers. And... <laughs> 
And apparently it has a free demo. Oh. Uh, so Pro Gymnast is, uh, is Quap, but... Wait, this what? You, uh, Quap. What's that? Quap? Quap? The gaming phenomenon of the last 10 years? Q-W-O-P Quap? Q-W-O-P? Are, are you telling me you don't know what Quap is? No. Cancel the show! Cancel Nick's journalistic credibility! Quap. You don't know nothing about no video games Ragdoll you don't know no browser Quap. game? Yeah, it was the biggest thing. Nobody, I don't think anybody in the media talked about this. Well, that's because it was a browser-based game and it was on Android or iOS, so nobody in actual games media gave a shit, probably. Canceling the Dark Souls stream on Thursday, you are playing Quop for two hours straight. It's gonna be great. Um, okay, Quop so... Failure into comedy and found viral immortality. Oh, boom! Viral immortality, except for with Nick. Ugh. Oh, I'm so disappointed in you that you don't know what Quop is. Ugh, ugh. Anyway, the the idea with a game like this, like Quop, like getting over it, like Octodad, is the challenge is in figuring out how your character moves. Like Quop is quite literally a walking simulator where certain buttons uh, expand and contract your thighs, and certain buttons make your uh, <laughs> make your shins go out. And so it's like about balancing your legs in Quop. Very similar in Pro Gymnast, using the uh, the oh my god, what do you call those things? Joysticks. <laughs> Cancel Jack. He doesn't know what joysticks are. <laughs> well, I just have a bad memory. Uh, using the joysticks makes your body move in different ways and helps you fling yourself to the next bar that you're grabbing onto. And it is a ton of super dumb fun as you desperately try to fling your body from bar to bar. It is a incredibly fun game uh, because it's all about like getting these motions to work right in this ragdoll body as you do amazing tricks uh, and you kind of figure it out and it's it's super neat and fun. It's just it's just a great little game uh, and I'm having a ton of fun playing it because because it's goofy. Like there's that inherent comedy in ragdoll physics where right. a human looking body is flailing all over the place. Uh, and at the end of the day, once you start figuring out how the body actually works, like it's, it's this, you're doing this with the controller just to make your body do fun stuff. And, uh, and yeah, you get to have a, a lot of really dumb fun and they have, uh, they have a, a video editor. So after you're done with your run, you can like slow mo, make like a cool montage <laughs> of your run and make it look really awesome. Even though you're doing this in real right. life. Okay. Yeah, two, 2000. All right. So that, that's why I missed it. Cause it came out in 2008. I didn't start writing about games until 2009. Oh, people have been talking about Quop. <laughs> Nobody I know talks about Quop. I don't oh, think it's never been mentioned Quop. in our Slack. <laughs> Quop. No. Yahtzee and I had a whole bit about Quop when we talked about walking simulators over on Slightly Civil War. Yeah. Quop, Nick. Okay, this is on your list now. Quop no. and getting over it. Okay. 
I know I've heard I've heard of getting over it. Never heard of Quap. Anyway, pro gymnast. Uh, if you're into if you're into rag doll, weird body movement, dumb fun, can't recommend it enough. I'm having a great time playing yeah, it. This looks like the prelude to Fall Guys. <laughs> or not not Fall Guys. Sorry, uh, Gang Beasts. Gang. Oh, Gang Beasts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and, and, and it's really neat, it's really fun. Even when you fail, you get to watch your weird human body do weird human body things. Great time. Great times had by all. Pro Gymnast, available now on Steam. So, Free demo. 2008, that game came out, Quap came out when I was an 8th grader. I forget, <laughs> I forget what a baby you are. Yep. <laughs> I forget what a baby you are. Quap is... Quap, everybody. I was still, I was still busy Quop. playing Halo 3. I had no time you for were, that. You were... <laughs> Still busy, you know, eating cereal and getting your math work done. I still have that done now. What? Your math work? I have other people do my math work. <laughs> Why do you still have math work? You're yeah, a grown-up. Because I have now. to do payroll. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, hey, first of all, get on Quop. It's a free browser game. Secondly, check out that pro gymnast. It's a it's a ton of fun, everybody. Hmm. I'm sure Jack will forget about it by next week. That's also very possible. <laughs> I have many things happening up here. None of them good or helpful. <laughs> okay. Well. On to the news! Here in the topic section, Nick, Microsoft, a company with so much money, decided to pull a Disney and is gobbling up other things that are already profitable to make themselves more profitable. Yep. Well, the, uh, they bought themselves a Bethesda. They did. Yep. They bought themselves a Bethesda, <laughs> which came with like eight or nine studios. Uh, yes. $7.5 billion acquisition. Woof. That's more Ooh, money than I'll make dang. in a thousand lifetimes. Yes, that's more money than the both of us combined will make in a thousand <laughs> lifetimes. That's more money than the entire escapist team will make in a thousand lifetimes. That is a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. Holy crap, but uh, if, you know, Disney has proven that this formula is very successful. Take something that's already popular, gobble it up, make it part of your well, family. We've, uh... We've talked about this before, and uh, you know the dis the discourse this week was kind of goofy. It's it, the whole discourse over Microsoft buying Beth Bethesda is like, oh, is it all going to be exclusive, right? And it's like, well, you don't make mm. a seven point five billion dollar acquisition and and then just keep releasing the games the same way you have been. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, no, not with Microsoft because they have Games Pass. We've talked about it before. They are they are building up their studio base so that they can have mm -hmm. original content periodically throughout the year through both yeah. high profile AAA releases and smaller more experimental games from their smaller studios like uh, the studio that made compulsion games for say that made like We Happy Few and, and stuff like that yeah, yeah. they have the you know the coalition where they have a separate team working on that DLC stuff where they just released that that Gears 5 spinoff uh, so you know I, th I, think, I think what's going to happen here is Pretty much, like, like I said, you don't you don't buy Bethesda and don't make changes. So, and they've already confirmed today that some weird wording, but some of Bethesda's new games will be exclusive to Xbox. Yeah, of course they will. Yeah, right. So what that what that tells me is, you know, we have Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo coming up. They still have previous deals with Sony to release on PS5 mm -hmm. first. 
uh, which is going to happen, and they're still going through with all that. They're they're honoring those deals. Uh, then you have games like ESO and Fallout 76 and whatever other multiplayer stuff they're working on. They're still making content for that and expansions for that, so that's not going anywhere. Those will stay multi-platform. Uh, mm-hmm. I think stuff like Indiana Jones is going to be an exclusive to Microsoft, even though you know maybe it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I mean, you know, you've got exclusive Spider-Man on Sony, so why not? You know, these licensed IPs mm-hmm. that can draw a huge audience. We, that's the era. The era we are living in is the era of the IP. And again, yeah. if we if we just look to someone who's already done it incredibly successful, like Netflix and Disney, that's what you do. You gobble up a bunch of shit, and then you say, if you want that shit, you yeah, gotta come, come to me. Yep. Uh, I, I I rule the supply. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think you know Starfield's going to be exclusive to Xbox. That's my prediction. And I think mm-hmm. pretty much any new IP they do is going to be exclusive to Xbox. I think the question for a lot of people is like, is like something like the Elder Scrolls going to be exclusive mm-hmm. to Xbox? And I, I don't I don't think so. I think like you've you've made it clear through Oblivion and Skyrim that you know that was on PlayStation. There's a huge, huge audience space for that game. So I think uh, what will end up happening with a game like Elder Scrolls, where it's like a case by case basis, where it's like, OK, like we know this is going to sell absolute gangbusters on Sony. Let's make it a timed Game Pass Xbox exclusive for a year, then put it on Sony's console. Uh, yeah, because in, in the 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 interesting thing is going to be like you have Starfield and Elder Scrolls coming along with other Bethesda IPs like I'm, I'm just very curious how fast that the Games Pass subscriber base is going to skyrocket because <laughs> it's going to start later this year with Halo Infinite where they're just going to go BAM as soon as they start dropping those those hot titles into game into Game Pass yep. um, uh, oh yeah like I, I still haven't gotten on board with Game Pass but I'm ready I'm, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm just waiting for a couple more things to play and then I was like fine another subscription yeah I mean they're, they're literally going to follow the, the Netflix route I think where I mean like Netflix for a long time didn't have like original content and then they just had hit series after hit series after hit series and people just bam yep. Xbox is going to do the same thing that's why they have all these studios now they are they are primed for the future whether they deliver like good games or not like that's who knows you know but but, but that's the this is the amazing thing about the Netflix model ver- versus the Disney model like the Netflix model casts a very wide net yep. right the, Netflix has shows for everyone so they get that huge customer base Disney is hyper focused on the IP and so with Microsoft, hopefully casting that wide Netflix net, they can have the indie games, they can have the, the IP, they can have the AAA new titles. And so like, oh, I'm super into strategy games. Game Pass has something for me. I'm really into first person shooters. Game Pass has something for me. I'm really into indie garbage about relationships. <laughs> and, and, you know, like, boom, yep. they have something for me. So that's the hope. Is that they learn from Netflix? I and think they're not already there. Disney. I really do. I mean, they have they have RPGs already. You know, mm-hmm. uh, even out there. I mean, between, between Sea of Thieves and, and uh, Halo and and Call or not Call of Duty, uh, Sea of Thieves, Halo, Gears of War. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got grounded the survival crafting RPG now on there. You know, uh, they've already got they've already got a pretty solid foundation. And, and honestly, mm-hmm. if you look at like. Uh, Clobril on Twitter has some really good like graphics that like breaks this stuff down and they Mm -hmm. already have their lineup set for 
at least through 2024, <laughs> if you really look at it between, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got Fable coming up, you've got Avowed coming up, you've got Starfield, Elder Scrolls, <laughs> Perfect Dark. I mean, they, they, they have a really exciting looking lineup. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, it all comes down to can they can they deliver on it? Well, we'll see. You know, I don't <laughs> think everything's going to be a 90 plus Metacritic title, but uh, right. Either, either way, I just I just look at it what doesn't have to be. Yeah, it doesn't have that's to be. The, that's the beautiful thing is like I and like there's you know obviously there's a downside with subscription services, but the plus side is they can experiment. You know, like yeah. they can they can have something that it, as long as it appeals to one percentage of their subscriber base, it could get panned by the critics. But if people keep subscribing because they play it, it doesn't matter. Oh, I yep. love it. Yep, that's that's be what's, weird and creative. That's what's nice about Games Pass, and I, I'm telling you, Sony's got to be looking at that and like, how do we replicate? that on Sony on, on PlayStation <laughs> they have to at some point like I and they're they're gonna you, fall, they're gonna assume they're gonna fall behind real quick because I mean you know everybody's like Sony versus Xbox and it's not really that anymore it's Sony it's PlayStation versus Game Pass which you have on both Xbox <laughs> cloud and computer I mean the install base for that is massive it's <laughs> there's no competition right. anymore and uh, well, but I, I think so, Sony has already kind of doubled down on their proprietary IP, right? Like they, they, my, we got Miles Morales as a PS5 launch title. Like we're getting new God of War, we're getting new, uh, new Horizon, yeah. we're getting like their IP because that's where their butter was for their bread for their Jeez, PS4. Right. That's not a metaphor that exists. Now it does. But I think they're gonna keep. <laughs> You know what, Nick? They're gonna keep churning that butter. Just oh, churn it. Uh, work the churn. Work the churn. <laughs> what's uh? I'm an adult. What's What's funny about Sony though is like they were they were prepped to have their own Game Pass before Game Pass was Game Pass. Like they had the mm-hmm. they have the studios. They have the exclusives to do it. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's only a matter of time until until they go that route because I mean they're already they're testing it kind of with releasing Destruction All Stars on PlayStation Plus right away, mm-hmm. uh, Abe's Odyssey Soul or what is it called? Yeah, is it Abe's Odyssey? The that's an older game. Yeah, right? but there's there's a new one coming out, uh, Soul Soul something, and that oh, that's okay. going to release directly through PlayStation Plus as well. So I think they're they're oh. testing those waters, and I think all they sure. have, all they really have to do is take their existing PlayStation Plus subscribers and convert it to PlayStation Pass or whatever they want to do, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you can't call it PlayStation Pass. PlayStation Access. That sounds weird. That's a a show on YouTube, so they can't use that. Oh, they'll buy it. They'll buy it, yeah. PlayStation Play? Just turn PlayStation Now into it. Well, that's their cloud server. I don't fucking know. Whatever. I think they're going to... Oh, they're going to call it PS Play. Why not? That's a great. That's a great name. Uh, call that. me. I'll sell it to you. They already use that Have for they? their marketing kind of stuff. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, it's it, it's an it's a good service. Like overall, like overall, we've and we've had this conversation many many times. Which is like, Game Pass is a good value overall. You get a access to a ton of games for a relatively small monthly fee. That being said, you know, we are we are once again consolidating power with people who already have power, bad, and we are a further step away from actually owning the things that we buy, bad. 
though there's upsides and there's downsides yeah. what are you gonna do well i think the biggest upside is that with microsoft behind bethesda and being first party they're gonna actually have to make sure their games are polished before releasing them. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, Bethesda's always gonna Bethesda, <laughs> and that's why we love hate them. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good explanation for it. But yeah, you know, it, it's I don't think we're gonna see Elder Scrolls for another probably three or four years. So hopefully, uh, hopefully Starfield is like that first big Xbox IP that's just wow kind of thing. You know, it's but I don't know. I you know I'm I'm really excited for what Xbox is doing just because. It's, you know, even if they're not really the underdog or whatever you want to call them, I'm just I'm just excited to see new stuff come out from there. And they're, you know, they're really investing in it. And that's got me excited because like Xbox and Xbox 360 had all kinds of really cool games. And then Xbox One just went. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And like that's at the end of the day, if we're going to if we're going to wrap this up real nice at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is the games. Yep. It, you know, your system could have all the fancy hardware it wants. If it doesn't have the games, we're not playing them. So it doesn't matter. Keep making good games. Yep. People, I mean, people are going to fight about exclusives and all that bullshit. It's like I'm just I'm just excited for games. Like it's just an exciting time. Like there's there's a lot of investment happening uh, between mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not the greatest thing that like all these studios are being acquired because it's not just Microsoft, like Embracer Group, which is THQ Nordic has acquired like every indie studio that you can think of at this point. Uh, yeah. Which, and, but I mean, there's, there's other publishers doing cool stuff like Kowloon Knights is, it's just funding games and they're not taking acquired any studios. They're just, they're funding cool stuff. Uh, so, I mean, no matter, no matter how you look at it, exclusives aside, like it's it's a fun time right now. It's exciting. There's a lot of a lot of cool shit happening behind the scenes on stuff. Neat. That's the way I look at it. Business business stuff I can't change, so why worry about it? <laughs> well, we can complain about it on the internet. That's true. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> As a heads up, everyone, these episodes of The Escapist Show are going to be a bit shorter for the next few weeks because Nick and Omar are busy working on the next game-umentary documentary, which, oh, they can't stop me. They can't stop me from telling you what it's about. It's about the game. That's right. You heard it here first. I told you the game. I was just going to get on the phone with HR to end your contract, but that's okay. I don't have a contract. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> Joke's on me. Wait, wait. <laughs> hey, thanks everybody for watching and or listening to this. Once again, I've been Jack Packard, a semi-professional video game enjoyer here for The Escapist. Don't forget, Slice of a War is done. So on Tuesday, tune in live at 12.30 p.m. Central for the first episode of Slightly Something Else. That's right, me and Yahtzee chatting live. All the hot chatting action you can ask for this time live. Yahtzee, Yahtzee's actually gonna have to like pay attention to the industry so you guys have things to talk about. <laughs> Listen, we're, it's it's gonna be mostly Dark Souls. <laughs> why, don't, why don't we just call it Slightly Something Dark Souls? <laughs> right? I would be absolutely okay with that. Jeez. Bye, everyone!